Hey everyone, welcome to the half of this podcast, aka Hot. And we are doing something different for today. And, or, well, let me say this first welcome back to you and myself as well. I took a, a week off last week to, well, by the time I'm recording this, it's kind of weird to say that. Like, I'm recording this during the week of this break that I'm taking off because. Yeah, just get like a head start on the next week. But anyways, yeah, last week from the time you're hearing this, I took a week off. And if you didn't listen to that last episode on 10 about me paying for my sins for not telling y'all about this, it was very last minute. And I didn't even have an episode for the Morning T1 last Friday or well, two Fridays ago at this point. By the time you're listening to this again. I am taking a week off because I was just focusing on some other stuff in my life, like career stuff, academic stuff, like just school stuff in general. But I also wanted to take a break because I was just burning out. And this whole, I mean, so let me actually backtrack a little bit. The whole podcast thing, I'm still doing it and I still like doing this. I enjoy it very much. What I'm trying to say with me burning out with this podcasting thing is the recordings themselves, just the time I'm taking to record some of the, I guess you can say some of the more serious episodes regarding, let's say like mental health, like what I did with episode nine with imposter syndrome and some of the other episodes, mainly it's my Tuesday episodes for the most part. And I've been burning out because I wanted to make those episodes like really good because these are serious topics. I want to not just be accurate with the objective information, but also just to be as thorough with my own reflections, my own experiences and thoughts and opinions regarding some of these more serious topics. But I, I want to be thorough for y'all as well because I want it to be resourceful and insightful and you know, enjoyable as well, but mainly resourceful. Yeah, I messed that up. Resourceful and insightful. But then again, when I'm listening to my episodes, and actually <laughs> I do this, I don't know if it's weird, but I listen to my episodes the day of uh, of the publishing. And usually I go on my walks slash runs and I will go listen to the episodes and I will just give myself some constructive criticism, mainly about my speech. But one thing I've noticed while listening back is this is like, this podcast is kind of sounding like one of those like infer informational, educational kind of podcast about, let's say, mental health and self-care. And it's not bad in a sense, but that's not what this podcast is about. And I actually, that made me reflect on the beginning of this whole, like, campaign, podcast campaign, where I was thinking, like, hey, every episode, I mean, like, actually, every for every week for that Tuesday episode, at least, I've been thinking about like, what's a important topic to talk about? Something that's relatable, that's important to discuss and that's not discussed well enough. And it, usually my line of thinking always like heads to uh, like these mental health kind of stuff or something serious, traumatic. Uh, you know, you get the nature of the topics I'm talking about right now. And I don't know why. I was like, why am I thinking about this stuff? Why am I striving to do this stuff? And I know I want to talk about these kind of things, but I don't want to make this podcast just just about those serious stuff. And so I was wanting to do a more kind of like a refreshing episode, something that's less pressuring because, oh, let me tell you, actually, 
for those other episodes, the more serious ones on Tuesdays, there, I, the reason why I'm burning out is because I have this pressure and this like obligation, I feel like, to make them top-notch quality. Like I'm very particular in my speech. And if I mess up once, or if I don't include something that I know would be good for the podcast or for that episode, I will re-record everything. And it's such a bad, I guess, like work style of mine, where if I mess up once, like even if the mess up is such a minute kind of mishap, I will just want to re-record everything. And this can take maybe a couple hours for me to do, just re-record and maybe I'm like 10 minutes in, like, oh, nope, I messed up, so let's go back to the beginning. Or maybe sometimes I'll be like 40, 50 minutes into the episode and then I'll listen to it and I'm like, oh, wait, uh, that doesn't sound good. Or like, I want to like actually say this as well, but it'll be weird if I, there's no real like place I can put this other segment that I want to put into the episode for. So let's just redo it. And it just burns me out. And then other than the recording itself, me planning out the outlines and the drafts and just being really detailed in outlining the episodes themselves, it's good to give myself structure and that's what I pretty much wanted. But I was just so detailed about what I wanted to talk about and then it just got boring for me and it was not enjoyable anymore. So what I'm trying to say is I still feel compelled and a need like a, a enjoyable, what's the, is there a right way to say that? It's like, I, I want to, yeah, I just, I want to share and talk about more of these serious topics, more, I guess you can say sensitive topics, right? That are important for everyone, but I don't want to have this pressure on me. So from now on, I'm just going to try practice this where I'm going to try to not try. I will plan things out, of course, right? Just maybe develop some kind of rough outline of what the episode will be about. But just mainly talk from kind of like the top of my head. Just I'll think about it right throughout the day or on the days leading up to that you know, Tuesday or Friday even for that episode. Like I'll think about what I want to say and then I'll just go on without it, like without the pressure of sticking to the plan to every, you know, every dot and whatever. Just I don't want to do that. It's burning me out. It's just not enjoyable anymore. And so for this episode, <laughs> a super long intro, I am just freeforming it, just freestyling it. I mean, nothing really outlined or planned out for today's episode. I mean, maybe I have some thoughts I, I guess I want to talk about, but for the most part, it's just freestyling it. And I'm going to try to adopt this sort of mindset and I guess uh, style when I'm approaching and doing my other episodes for the most part. But of course, again, there's going to be some outline because I don't want to make it too jumbled up. Or one thing I often do sometimes is, especially because I'm doing this by myself, I will go off tangent. And then when I catch myself going off tangent, I'll often or just sometimes forget what I was talking about initially. <laughs> so hopefully that doesn't happen today. But anyways, who cares? This is our 11th date. So we're in it together. You're here together with me. And let's just see what happens again. Just let's go with the flow. I hope things are well between us. And baby, I... That's pretty inclusive, right? Saying baby, yeah. Yeah, boys or boys and girls, men and women. 
will say baby to their significant others. I mean, over whatever the relationship may be, right? It's, you know, between two men, two girls, or women, that, or whomever, right? It's, I think they can say baby to each other. It's, it's quite the inclusive, uh, cute nickname, right? I don't even know why I'm going into that. Anyways, going, let's just stop with that bit for now. It's, we're done with that. <laughs> Actually, I have something I want to talk about. I was just trying to, let me say this. I was trying to stall a little bit, just to think about what, what do I want to talk about today? And that's a stationary cardio, two things at least. So let me actually provide some background context as to how I was kind of like thinking about what I want to talk about. So we've all are in this quarantine lifestyle, right? We're at home. We're not really able to go to gyms. Maybe some of us are lucky enough to go to a gym, which uh, you're so lucky. Yeah, I'm so jealous about that. Anyways, if we're not lucky enough to have a gym or just go to a gym, just you know, anywhere outside of our home, sometimes we have to resort to what we got to do at home. And a lot of times, this in regards to cardio at least, like I'm not even talking about weightlifting, for example, just nothing weight related. I'm talking about cardio. A lot of us who are not, let's say, serious runners or serious cyclists or serious cardio people, we'll still get our cardio in, but in the form of a stationary just equipment, right? Whether that be ellipticals, treadmills, the stationary bike, uh, rowing machine. Actually, I don't even know a lot of people use rowing machines, but I'll throw that in there, a rowing machine. But nonetheless, uh, car like stationary cardio, like that's just usually what I would imagine our go-to. And if you are lucky enough to have stationary cardio equipment, like a stationary bike or something like that, and or a treadmill or something like that, again, Please tell me. I know for the most part, people are very like reluctant to do stationary cardio because it's so boring. Like even if you have like a banging like song or like playlist, like a banger of a playlist or a very captivating podcast episode that you're listening to, sometimes it can get boring still. Like maybe for 10, 15 minutes, just, you know, maybe who knows for longer or for shorter. You're very captivated, time goes by fast, but then your brain comes out of it and you're like, oh shit, how, how long do we have of this again? Uh, 30 minutes? 20 minutes? 15 minutes? Ugh. So it's like, no matter what, at least for me, I always come back to reality and I'm like very cognizant of my position in this moment of time that I'm on this machine and I am just in one place in my garage, very bored out of my mind, and I hate this. <laughs> and then that's just the, the hate and the discomfort and the any other like kind of like minute, but even just nonetheless annoying variable and feeling I have just compounds into me just wanting to get the hell out of there. But I know this for a fact, or I won't doubt it for a fact that there are people who are genuinely enjoying uh, stationary cardio, whatever form that may be. They genuinely enjoy stationary cardio. And when I say enjoy, I don't mean they're able to, you know, put up with it, right? Maybe it's not so much of a mental game or challenge to them. Like, maybe you can think of what's enjoyable for you. Maybe it's painting, arts and crafts, whacking it off. Who cares? Who knows? Right? Whatever is enjoyable for you, it's the same level of enjoyment for these other people. And I'm wanting to know and talk to them, like, what is so enjoyable about stationary cardio 
like let's leave alone like the benefits right because we know the benefits or if you don't know it relieves a lot more or a lot less stress and impact on your joints right because for one you're on like a softer ground let's say you're on the treadmill right you're on the softer surface but because the treadmill is running it's kind of like running for you so in a sense you, all you have to do is move your legs you don't really have to like move the ground backwards because the treadmill what's that called like the ground that just you know goes in the uh, circles like round 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 that's moving backwards for you so you don't really have to push yourself forward whereas if you're just outside on the road or on the trails you have to push yourself forward so it's a lot less work in a sense but yeah it's let's leave alone the benefits at least in that regard like why is it enjoyable to me it's like even if it's as simple as that i would still want to know kind of like if someone asks you you know hey what's your favorite ice cream chocolate or vanilla let's say it's just those two. Oh, let's say they say vanilla okay so then let's say why do you like vanilla so much what makes you not like let's say chocolate or some of the other ice cream um flavors out there pistachio strawberry i don't know what else there is matcha what what about it like what about it makes you so is it something you're just saying like you don't really mean it but you're just saying it for whatever reason make social status for the image but why like if you genuinely enjoy it like i want to know to me i think people enjoy it because this is the other thing i actually want to get into in regards to stationary cardio I think the reason why people say they enjoy it is not maybe not because they enjoy it in its entirety, like for what it is, like stationary cardio itself, but I think they tie it in with something that they may enjoy. And there's two things to go with that. One is that when they're on a stationary bike for the most part, but even on ellipticals and treadmills, I would imagine they have something to pass the time. And that is going to be in the form of like media entertainment, like let's say Netflix, let's say, I mean, or like a podcast episode too, some music, but I would think that people are watching something, right? For the most part, like YouTube, Netflix. I mean, I know there's like these fancier treadmills and cardio machines where they have like TVs on them. So whatever the case may be, they're passing the time. So I think because that's enjoyable for them, whatever that may be, right? The media entertainment and maybe something else. Maybe it's like reading a book as well. They're associating that with stationary cardio and thus they'll say, oh yeah, I do like stationary cardio. And then when you find out that they're doing these other stuff like media entertainment, then you're like, oh, okay, you don't really like it because if you got rid of that, what will you say then? What, what's gonna be your opinion now? <laughs> maybe they'll still like it, who knows? But to the people who do genuinely like it, like they have no phones, no TV, nothing. I mean, maybe like, you know, uh, a podcast or music, right? If you genuinely enjoy stationary cardio, reach out to me. I want to talk to you. Like, I want to know about this. I know I could probably Google this or look up on YouTube, but I want to talk to someone directly about this. But going back to the other point about how people go on their, or just use media, right? Media entertainment or reading or doing something, whatever it is on stationary bikes and other stationary cardio machines. I, I would say it's mostly stationary bikes because when you're on the treadmill or any sort of like running type machine, your whole body is like moving around. So if you're trying to hold on to, let's say a book or read or watch something, your body's not as stable enough and then it's gonna be annoying trying to like focus on that one thing that you're watching or reading. So for a stationary bike, you're literally just sitting down, but moving your legs. So you're able to 
be more uh, I, I guess you're more stable and thus you can enjoy or do whatever it is you're doing more productively more productively yeah <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say to go along with that I how do people work or study on the on cardio machines you see it all the time and you hear it all the time I feel like if you talk to anyone who does gym stuff like if they're a gym person and they talk about like how they pass the time on cardio machines I, I guarantee I feel like you will they'll talk about oh yeah I study or I'll read a book I'm like do you really read that book like how much of it are you actually retaining and understanding to me it seems like and I'm not criticizing it, right? I'm, I'm just saying it out loud because this is my speculations, first of all. It's it's totally biased. This is based off my own thoughts and opinions. But anyways, going back to that, it's, are you just passively reading? Because that's what I think is happening. Because when I try to read or just, yeah, read anything, whether it's like on my phone or like an actual book or some kind of paper, I can't fucking retain any of this shit I read. I can't even like understand it. <laughs> I can't because I'm just so focused on the workout. And that's what I think is happening. Or let me explain that part. When people say they're able to study, and let's say they're being genuine about that, like they're not bullshitting you, they're not lying. They're being genuine and authentic and saying that, yes, I actually do study and, and I am being productive with that. Like I do understand what I'm reading or you know watching or listening to, and I'm, let's say, um, learning they're genuinely doing that they're retaining the information to some extent i think they're sacrificing the quality of that workout right for that cardio session because like when i'm doing this stuff the only thing i can do is just passively listen to like a podcast or, or like a playlist like you know songs on spotify and such like you're passively listening to those right you're not like intent like being attentive to the words and the lyrics and the meaning behind it all Maybe you are to some extent, but for the most part, you're just allowing the music, right? The the wave functions or whatever, penetrating that brain of yours. And then that's going to cause some kind of chemical reaction or some just chain of events where you're releasing dopamine. You feel good and then adrenaline's released and then you feel pumped up and then your favorite song comes out and then you're just cranking it out on the machine and then you break it and then you have to pay for it. But that's not the point. What I'm trying to say is you're passively listening to those things. And with that, you can allow yourself to get at it harder on the machine you're on. At least that's what happens to me. And that's what I'm speculating for people who earnestly gets a good workout in on the stationary bike, the treadmill, you know, whatever it is you're on. So going back to the people who are able to read, study, work, whatever, I think they're sacrificing the quality of the workout and in, in order to attain a higher level of productivity or in, in a sense, a higher quality of work slash studying. But why? You're there for the fucking workout. You're there not to just work or study. It's not the workspace. It's not the office space. It's not your bedroom or your desk. It's not. I get it that you want to multitask, but if you are seriously sacrificing the workout itself, you're wasting your time, right? Just you're wasting your time. Go back to your room, right? You might as well end the workout and then, you know, take a shower, cool down, what have you, and then go do your work, go study instead of wasting your time on the freaking bike. 
Because I can guarantee for the most part, if you're really trying to just study and be productive while on the bike or treadmill, you're not, you, you may have some productivities to some degree, but you, it's going to be to a higher extent if you're just on the desk, right? It's just, if you're just solely focused on that, not doing anything else. So why, why study your work while you're on the bike? And I get it. If you're doing something that's not really requiring a whole lot of focus or like you have to be super attentive to it. Like let's say you're taking a class in college and you're taking, let's say, a biochemistry class on the chemical properties and the structural functions of some macromolecules. And if you have to study that, because let's say you miss what's let's say you miss one lecture and you have to study that lecture and you're doing it on the bike. You can't do that. I doubt you can do that. If you can, props to you. Right? With if you're doing that without sacrificing the quality of the workout, props to you. Like uh, I'm so I wonder if there are people who are like that actually because I'm very I'm quite doubtful. And I don't think it's bad for me to be doubtful because a lot of times people can just say a lot of stuff and over not over exaggerate but just uh, twist the truth to an extent, right? Because they don't really want to reveal too much so that it kind of like uh, downgrades their image or, you know, what maybe their workout image. Who cares? I mean, whatever the image may be. However, I can understand if it's work that is not really requiring too much, like fine detailed, like super hyper focus, right? Or you can kind of like passively do the work. Like if you're checking emails that's very easy to do right for the most part you're just checking emails you're reading them maybe for a few of them you're replying back to some people and that's not too hard to do like if you're on a during a cardio session on the bike uh, i mean maybe if you have intervals let's say maybe on those like times where you're taking a break where you're not on that that interval go reply to someone right read an email or if you're just doing like a long, easy, steady state cycling session or run on the treadmill, you can easily pick up the phone, read some emails or whatever else that's as easy as reading and replying to emails, whatever case may be, I understand that. I mean, that kind of level of work and let's say studying, whatever it is, well, actually, what, what would be the level of studying to that or like something analogous to that effort level? I think it would be reviewing stuff you already know, but just nonetheless, just really solidifying the stuff you learned. But yeah, I'm, I can't do that. Uh, the most I can do at least is <laughs> watch, watch like videos on class or anything that I need to learn about and, or listen to the lecture podcast or what is it like audio files, like audio, the audio lectures right, posted by your professor for a class you're taking, at least when I was in college. With that, like I'm able to at least retain something or the material will become more familiar to me so that when I'm going back to my apartment and I'm, you know, cool down, took a shower, eat whatever it is I'm doing to cool down and just, you know, prepare for my studying time, I'll at least be at least one step ahead of the game. Initially, like if I didn't listen to that audio file, uh, for my lecture or maybe watch a video that is supplemental to my lectures for my class, then I'll at least be one step ahead, at least. That's what I believe in. But yeah, I mean, that's enough of that. Again, I don't understand. I think I can go a lot into it. 
Well, actually, no, I think that's pretty much it, what I want to get into. <laughs> I mean, there's not a whole lot to get into. It's just me speculating just how people, why people enjoy perhaps like cardio, like stationary cardio for the most part. And then me speculating those like variables and reasons why. I guess it's a lot of doubt. <laughs> it's like doubting. I'm just doubting people <laughs> who say they enjoy cardio sessions on the stationary equipment or if they say they're able to like really like be super productive while on the stationary bike or treadmill, I'm just being doubtful and then I'm just speculating on it. But again, I'm just, I always give people the benefit of the doubt and I always want to be, or, and I am optimistic and I guess gullible in that sense. I'll always be, I'll never really think ill of anyone for the most part, because I think that, okay, this is not who they really are. So let's just give them time, you know, I'll understand them. So just let's be optimistic about this person. But yeah, anyways, I'm not really trying to criticize anyone. It's just, these are thoughts I have in mind because I cannot do those things. I am, um, I just can't, I tried before and I'm just, I'm very envious of those who truly can get a good, like uh, cardio session in on those stationary equipment and also be productive with their studying. Like that kills, or that's just so productive to multitask like that because you're getting good workout in, right? Improving your health and fitness, but you're also studying. You're getting ahead of the game, right? If you study for an hour while, you know, spending an hour on the stationary bike, you killed one hour of studying time so that when you go back home, maybe you don't have to study as long or maybe you don't really, yeah, that's what I'll say. Like, I was going to get too optimistic with it. Like, oh, maybe you don't have to study at all when you get back home for that night or whenever you get back home for, you know, that after that workout. I don't think that may be the case. It's, yeah, being too optimistic there. But anyways, you're, nonetheless, you, you got work done, right? That's the good part. I mean, what else is there that I've been having on my mind? You know, actually, there is another thing on my mind. There's some stuff that I want to clear up real quick. At least two things that are currently in the forefront of my mind. One is a like statement that I made about having friends and not having friends that I've made like in separate episodes for this podcast. I realized that when I say that I'm lonely and I don't have friends and I wish I had people to, let's say, go out on those bubble runs or late night boba runs, talk to them at late at night and all that kind of stuff. And then in another episode, I would probably say something like, oh, with my friends, I would talk about them with this or I would ask them about this. I can see how that can be contradicting to one another. So let me actually explain that real quick, just in case you're like, Joey, like, are you lying to us right here, right now? Like, is there something going on? You know, we've been on 11 dates so far and I feel like I'm getting cheated on already. Like, <laughs> what's going on, Joey? What's going on? I don't want to leave for you for another guy. And I don't want to, uh, I think this is a good thing going on. So tell me the truth. Let me tell you the truth. I am cheating on you. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's jokes. I got jokes, right? It's just stupid, crappy, dry jokes. Did I say jokes? What did I say? That sounded very weird. I'll, I'll listen back to this. Maybe I said jokes. It sounded like I said jokes. But yeah, well, let me explain myself. I'm not lying in whatever form. Like, let me explain this. I say that because, or I feel like I'm going like, I'm just jumping into it. I said two separate statements regarding having friends and not having friends because me at that time in high school and college, like I'll say this for the most of the part, for the entirety of my college career, 
I always believed and felt like I never had friends. And I just had a very unhealthy, self-emotionally abusive mindset where I just thought people didn't like me and if people did talk to me and were, let's say, inviting me out, I would just feel like they were just feeling obligated to do so. But, you know, as a matter of fact, they were actually annoyed with me and they found me to be a bothersome and they didn't really care about me. So I just felt like I never really had friends. Even though there were some people I would talk to, I would just always doubt that, oh, like, I'm just bothering this person. Why am I talking to this person? Why am I asking them? Like, it was just a very unhealthy mindset overall. But now like that I'm in a healthier mindset and I'm in a much better place in life, I even even back then I knew this, but I can say this for sure now and accept it and recognize it that I did have friends. They may have not been the closest of friends, like someone whom I would, let's say, study with every day, go every day on those like late night boba runs, sign up classes with um, whatever friends do in college. I never really had that. And that was actually another reason why I felt like I never had friends or I was lonely because I I guess I had this kind of like checklist where, you know, this is what friends do. They sign up for classes with, they complain about professors with, they go to class together, they study together at times, they do all this other stuff together. But I never really had that. So I just thought I never had friends. But for the matter of fact, I did have friends and I do recognize that now and accept it. And yeah, it's entirely my fault because of my own uh, circumstances and just the unhealthy mindset I had back then for not, I guess, seeing my friends as my friends back then, or just at least not 100% believing it at the time. So that's why I have to say with that. I hope that made sense. I hope that cleared it up. And if that wasn't really prevalent to you about those two seemingly contradictory statements between episodes, then don't pay attention to it. Just, Just forget about it, I guess, if it doesn't really matter to you. Another thing I want to clear up is episode nine. I feel like I'm being defensive. Am I being defensive? I'm not being defensive. I'm just, right now, I'm just like, I'm being a critic to myself. Like when I'm listening to my episodes, I'm criticizing myself because, I mean, who wouldn't? Like you're your own worst critic, right? You hear that phrase a lot. So I'm, because I'm my own worst critic, I feel a need to explain myself, (laughs) I guess. But yeah, the other thing I wanted to explain real quick and clear up, Back in episode nine, where I talk about imposter syndrome, during like the last segment, where I talk about how, how like I have this like concern of mine where women like look at all men and are possibly or potentially targeting all men as these entitled toxic men and, you know, other stigmas as well, whatever they, they may be. I feel like they were targeting everyone and that's what I said and that's what it may have came across as, I believe. I, didn't, I don't think I said that, but it just may have really come across as that way. I don't, I did not mean that. Like, I don't mean every woman thinks that way, nor do they target every man. That's not the case. Like, I, I say that because the women who think that way, I would say they're more of the, like the radicalist, right, kind of individuals. And oftentimes you would hear more or less the radicals, the radicalists, speak louder than the more logically speaking people. The more like, uh, just the, the logically, yeah, what else to say? The more, the, the same people <laughs> in a sense. Like the radicalists always like have a louder voice. And that's something you also hear about a lot, I guess, in the news. Like even though these radicalists are actually in the minority in regards to like how many other people think like them, they are just, they speak louder on social media and just probably just out in public. 
yeah, again, I do apologize if it did seem like I was just saying all women think this way where, you know, men are this disgusting, toxic, entitled, you know, piece of shits. And I'm also not heavily concerned about it, like me being labeled that way. It Again, it may have came across that way, but I'm not. I am just, what I was trying to say with that is I am showing that I am very considerate and understanding of the bullshit women go through. And here's another thing. Me saying that, I recognize that's such a privileged thing for me to say. Because as a guy, as a man, I am I'm fortunate enough to not experience the bullshit women do. And the fact that I'm saying that, it's very privileged for me to say that. And I do recognize that. To go along with that, I understand it. And I want to be as considerate and respectful of it. So like I said in that episode, when a woman like walks on the same sidewalk as me, like when I'm out on my walks or my runs, I will intentionally go across the street onto the other sidewalk to make her feel safe. And I do that because, yeah, it's again, I understand the how scary it is to maybe be in the presence of a guy when you're alone. Hell, I feel <laughs> I feel freaking scared when I'm with another guy, especially if he looks like big and jacked and swole. Or, I mean, that may not be the case, but just nonetheless another person, like another guy who looks maybe a bit more aggressive and more intimidating. I feel scared. I feel very like, ooh, I'm going to get killed or I'm going to get jumped. Like something bad is going to happen to me. But that's not what's the case, right? That's, that's not good for me to think, but it's a real concern, especially for women. Again, I was just trying to say, I understand all the stuff that happens with women and that I am very understanding and respectful of it. And I do try to do my part as a guy to, uh, what's the right way to say? Like not compensate, but it's more or less do my, do what I believe and have been told is the good thing to do. Um, you know, like walking on the other side of the street to make a woman safe, right? Maybe protecting women at the club, like with my female friends, like I've done this before. Like when I went to a nightclub before, you know, I'm just there to dance. I Sometimes I like to dance or I actually just get loose and just dance with my friends. And I do this with my female friends at times. Not a whole lot of times, but at times. And I would always be cognizant of the men around us and I will protect my female friends. Like I'm always like keeping an eye out and I will get in between my female friend and another guy whom I think is trying to uh, hit on them so that, you know, the, my female friends can just have a good time dancing. I don't know what else to say about that. Again, it feels like I'm defending myself, like I'm in court. I don't know. Maybe maybe this is my testimony when uh, I'm being wrongfully accused someday. Who knows? I don't know. I don't want to say that, actually. That's a scary thought, so I'll scratch that. <laughs> but yeah, when I actually talked about me going on the dates as well in that episode where I was friends with myself first because I would approach the girls I went on these quote-unquote dates as just a hangout, as me and her budding around, like just being friends, I guess, whatever that really means. I just I do that because it's the same reasons as I said uh, stated before. I don't want to come across as like this fuck boy or this uh, just this toxic man, I guess. So I always try to be like friendly and welcoming, and I don't know what else to say about that. Like what else? Other like characteristics, just like a friendly, open, I guess, non-intimidating guy. Like I don't want to say meek. <laughs> I wasn't trying to come off as meek, but that's an error on my part. Like I should not be doing that, really. Or let me say this: like I should 
be... See, now I feel like I'm defending myself again. <laughs> I'm talking about that I should be respectful, you know, opening, welcome, like make the other person comfortable. Of course I should be. What I'm, what I'm trying to say is I should not approach, right, the situation that we're entering, like the, the date, as just a hangout between two friends. Because it's not good on my part and it's not good on the other person's part. Like it does no one justice. Because for one, I'm friendzoning myself and I'm like pretty much pushing away the opportunity on my end. And then at the same time, because I'm pushing away my opportunity, that kind of like wastes the other person's time for going on this outing with me. And that's why I say this, un, you know, quote unquote date, un, uh, quote unquote, because I always approach these, you know, dates as a hangout uh, between two buddies. And that was not good. I guess it wasn't as bad from my perspective, from my guy friends expect uh, perspectives. They always said that, let me actually say this. Sorry about the noise. I was playing around with the, like a cup holder. But anyways, I, not cup holder, what is it called? Like a, the, the placemat for a cup. I'm like really losing my mind to like, I don't know all these vocabulary terms. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Anyways, with these dates with the girls, I would always find out later that they actually just wanted to hook up. Not every girl I went on a date on. And I'm not, okay, let me say this too. I'm not implying that I went on so many dates. I'll say for the majority of the dates I've ever went on ever in my life, which were like at least five, and they never really like progress longer than two for the most part. I always found out later that they wanted to hook up with me. And I never knew in the, in the moment of the date because I just don't know what's like, <laughs> what's the norm for like topics these days. Like what happened was they would talk about hooking up and hookup stories. And then they would sometimes ask me if I'm a virgin. I thought like, oh, I guess this is normal college kid talk. Like, uh, I guess like college kids are open about stuff these days. So like, uh, I guess I'll kind of talk about it. But then until like I asked my friends later on because I'm so baffled because these girls would like ghost me. And I'm like, my friends, what's going on? They talk about this and this and that. And like, I don't know what it means. And it doesn't mean something, but like, why do they ghost me? And then they tell me, Joey, they want to get hanky panky with you. They want to do that with you. I'm like, oh, wait, what? With me? Me? Joey? I would never guess that. I didn't know that. And then I would always like, I think one of my typical responses would be like, ah, shucks, I missed my opportunity. But I never was like really serious about that because I just wasn't really focused on that. Like at the time, I just, I was just more or less focused on making a friend as, <laughs> as sappy and sad as that sounds. But yeah, it was very unfortunate. And I remember actually one time there was this one girl who, this actually sounds like a morning tea episode, but yeah, I mean, we're spilling tea anyway, who cares? Like there was this one time where a girl at my workplace, well, she was a customer at my workplace at the running shop that I used to work at, where I helped her out and I was being casual with her, but in a professional way because she was the same age as me. We we're both seniors in college at the time, I believe, nonetheless the same age. And I wanted to not sound like so sales pitchy to her because that can turn people off. Like I know that can turn me off because I feel like the other person doesn't care about me and my needs. And instead they just went to like up their sales. So I really tried hard to be casual with her, but again, professional way as well. And I helped her find some shoes. I pretty much diagnosed her for like the kind of shoes that would fit her. 
She got some Mizuno Wave Riders. If you know what those are, you know what they are. They're just a brand of running shoes, Mizunos. Wave Rider is the model, but that's really not important information. Anyways, I helped her out and I mean, I guess I made a good impression on her because later that day or that week, I believe, she actually found me on Facebook and private messaged me. And I was kind of surprised because I was like, oh, like, who is this girl? And then she said, like, she's the girl from the the running shop that I help with. And I'm like, oh, like, I did remember her. So I was like, oh, yeah, I do remember you. Hi, yeah. Like, I didn't know you were. Uh, no, I knew she was UC Davis, too. What did she say? Um, I forgot. To be honest, I don't remember. But pretty much like she was just starting a conversation with me and I just, you know, I had, I was part of it, participating, right? I don't really need to describe that or explain it at length. And eventually she became quite suggestive. Like it was so suggestive that I, even I, the oblivious happy himself, picked up on some of the, the lines she was sending my way. And I think when I, actually when I think about now, it's, it's that booty call? She's pretty much doing a booty call. She wanted me to come over to her place and uh, some uh, some good old fun. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out some silly way to call it. The hanky panky, the dirty dancing. Anyways, yeah, she wanted to do that. It was pretty much a booty call. And in a way, I was quite flattered because I was like, ah, oh, like someone actually is doing things I'm worthy of a booty call. <laughs> I'm worthy? I'm attractive enough for this? Wow. And yeah, I know booty calls are not always the greatest thing because it can feel like, at least with women for the most part, like the guys just, just objectifying her. But for me, given my circumstances, I was like, oh, wow, I feel special. <laughs> but yes, she was doing that and I wasn't really interested because it was, it was weird. I helped her out at the shoe store. Like I know her as the customer who I helped get the Mizuna Wave Riders for. <laughs> like, like it was weird for me. Like, it's like, there's like the professional, I guess, relation with each other. Like, even though it's not direct because it's just a customer employee interaction we had once, I felt like weird that this was happening. And w even when I was talking to her, like when she was, before she was dropping the suggestive lines to me, I was acting more like professional and mature. Like I wasn't really being super casual, like, you know, oh, I'm off work. So like, let's, you know, let all the LOLs and, uh, you know, what, what else? I don't know. What, like, just, I wasn't as loose with my language as I would be with some friends. Yeah, I just pretty much, uh, I didn't really, like, <laughs> say I was uh, uh, open to her suggestions. So I just kind of, like, said I was, like, tired that night and I was going to go back home. But I should have just honestly just said I'm not interested because I don't want to waste her time. And it may have seemed like I was interested, but not for that night. <laughs> and that, that's something I'm really bad at. Like, even if anyone like asked me directly if I wanted to hook up, I would be, I would just try to be the nice guy. I would try to be so, so nice, right? I, because I just want to be the nice person. I would be neutral. And I always would say something like some excuse where I guess it kind of sounds like I'm open to it, but not at that moment. But in reality, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do it at all. Like, what can I do so that, you know, I can let her down easily. And yet at the same time, I don't come across as like a, again, like a toxic entitled male or just, you know, I'm too good for her or whatever the case may be. Like whatever my mind conjure up, that's not really healthy to think about. So yeah, I think the next time she kind of suggested the same activity with me, I just said, yeah, sorry, I'm not interested. And then she stopped talking to me. Of course, 
Why not? Because she just wanted the booty. She just wanted the D, right? This, um, never mind. We don't have to get into the dick jokes. I don't want to do that. It's kind of disgusting. I don't want to put that image in your head, nor do I want to put it in my head. That's just one out of a few <laughs> dating stories in a sense. They're not really dating stories, I guess. They're, I mean, they're kind of dating stories, but that have gone astray. Yeah, just astray in that the intent of the other person was not to date, but to uh, get down with a hanky-panky. But yeah, that's pretty much it for this episode. I have nothing else to say. This was, like I said in the beginning, more or less like a just a practice for me to do this freestyling format of an episode where I didn't really have anything to talk about, but I just want to, if I had something I do want to talk about, I would just talk about at the top of my head. I hope this was enjoyable for you. Like for the most part, I hope this episode and this type of episode was very enjoyable and entertaining. Like something you can listen to while you're on your runs. Maybe you're doing the stationary cardio like I was talking about. I mean, whatever the case may be, I hope this was super enjoyable. Maybe you got some laughs in and yeah, I mean, whatever the case may be. And I do hope I can adopt some, not all of it, but some of this sort of freestyling mindset on my more serious episodes when I talk about, let's say like mental health or the happy experience and athletics and just stuff like that. Just some of the more serious topics nonetheless. So again, this was more of a freestyling episode. I hope you liked it and it would help me so much to be honest, like help me so much if you can just contact me, reach out to me and tell me what your thoughts were. You don't have to, you don't want to, trust me. You don't have to, yeah, I'm just, you don't have to. Again, thank you so much for listening to this episode and this podcast, the half of this, AKA hot. If you'd like to support me, just listen and follow this podcast on your favorite podcast platform like Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and heck, even on YouTube. All you gotta do, go to that search bar and look up half of this and you'll definitely find my podcast there. You can also support me by sharing this with your friends and family who may find this enjoyable, insightful, or in simply just want to laugh all of their butts off if they have more than one. And if you'd like to contact me, just reach out to me through email, DM me on Instagram or my social media handles, or you can even go to my input form page where you can drop down some comments, questions, or just topics for future episodes. Or if you just simply want to talk with me, whatever the case may be, I'll have all the links on how you can contact me in the description for this episode below. Again, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'll talk to you next time this Friday on another Morning Tea episode. Thanks and have a great rest of your week.